here, okay? What do you want from us? How much more do you want from me? And we're back. Lip girls. We're back. And we're back. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Cha, cha, cha. Hey y'all, it's your girl Taylor. And Toya. This is The Ho Bag. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite streaming platform and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at underscore ho bag. That's underscore H-E-A-U-X-B-A-G. Keep up with our shenanigans. Bye. Bye. This episode is called The L Word. You're listening to sounds of Toya and Taylor. How did you get here? Bleep, I caught the bus. Nobody's supposed to be here. I don't give a month. I tried that love thing for the last time. My heart says no, no. Bleep your no heart, heart can't talk. talk. All right, all right, all right, all right. If you, I don't know how, because I grew up in Germany. I don't know how every black kid knew the version of that song yeah. across the globe. Like yeah. <laughs> in the cafeteria yeah. in the early 2000s singing that song. And it's not going nowhere. But they still singing it. Yeah. The lady, when I was at uh, Phil and Derrick's and the lady was like, I got a song. Yes. Oh, no. She finished her set and she asked the crowd, does anybody have a request? Yes. I like Deborah Cox. And she said, nobody, but I don't give a, we are not finna do that. You ain't finna do it, but I am. And that's Toya for y'all. who? <laughs> if y'all didn't know the L word, I guess the L is for love or lies. Ooh. It was for L, but you, I mean, it was for L. <laughs> it was for love. <laughs> but oh, love can be lies. So um, we're going to start off with Twitter news. And this Twitter news is actually going to be um, parking lot pimping. What is her name? Before I click, Lene. Lene. If nobody knows who she is, you'll see the video in a minute. But let me go ahead and play. Hey y'all, what's up? It's Friday, so I'm gonna keep it black, but, but I'm gonna keep, keep it brief. brief. Since I've been gone, since you've been gone, I can't breathe for the first time. <clears throat> Since I've been gone. I've been hearing a lot about this baby girl named Krishan Malone, aka Krishan Rock. Oh, we getting into it, huh? <laughs> she go with this boy named Blueface. He a rapper. What song he sing? Now, why would I know that? Anyway, they made headlines over and over from what looks like a mutually abusive relationship. And this has been going on near two years. Trigger warning, intimate partner violence and domestic abuse. I'm talking about at one point she breaking in this man's house, getting his face tat on her neck, him having a baby on her while she couldn't keep none of theirs, her losing a tooth over him, his mama claiming prostitution, him letting grown men threaten her with physical violence, the two of them fist fighting in the streets, him offering her money to leave him alone, and then them making a song about it. When he just now asked her to be his girlfriend last week. Goodness gracious. And why is this parking lot material, you ask? I mean, can we talk about the not-so-nice side of black love? Mm. Ooh, because <laughs> it's definitely a spectrum. Can we talk about the ratio of available black men who want to date black women to the amount of black women who want to date black men? Huh? Ooh. Can we then also talk about the amount of available black men who find black women desirable in tandem with the amount of available black men who only find black women desirable enough to toy with and watch himself destruct. Mm. Oh! Mm. Yikes. This is escalating very quickly, I think. And all we see on the internet is Krishan's lashing out. What we don't see is the potential microaggressive gaslighting that could occur in between time because most Ooh. black women's abuse is hidden in plain sight. Hello? The gaslighting of black women 
feminine and the demonizing their emotional responses is so core to our societal experience that for years it has been acceptable behavior in our workplace. But, mm. as expected, we are seeing so much criticism and shaming focused solely on Krishan's actions because why would she ever let a man have her down bad like that? Mm. This man even offered her money to leave. And it's just really sad, I think, that we've been so socialized as a people to believe that any monetary offering would be a suitable alternative for any of Maslow's basic hierarchy of needs. Since <coughs> oh, they made it our business, we can see that okay. this relationship provided her with physiological needs, especially for someone who was <coughs> one of 12 children and homeless for years, safety needs for someone who experienced child abuse and had very few resources, love and belonging needs for someone whose primary influence on her view of relationships displayed unhealthy, violent attachment styles rather than love and called it love. Hello? Come on, somebody. And until she finds so sleep for herself and outside of any man, esteem and self-actualization needs will not be a priority for her. As a matter of fact, somebody in her situation will likely only look for esteem and self-actualization through the perceived success of said relationship. Jeez. My first degree was in psychology. Don't play with me. And the thing about it is, black people are reportedly more likely to experience intimate partner violence, but far less likely to seek or utilize the mental health services necessary to bring them out of it. And you know what that means? Fewer and fewer of us are getting the help we need to prevent us from modeling toxic displays of intimacy to our children. And that goes for whoever's committing the abuse, if we're being real about it, because IPV is not just limited to women. I was finna say, Lene, we're not finna sit up here and act like men don't get beat on too now. <gasps> Consciously? We lost in the South Senate. Toxic masculinity just prevents us men vocal about it. But can you check this out, though? 41% of black women and 36% of black men have experienced intimate partner violence in their lifetimes. 53.8% of black women and 56.1% of black men have experienced psychological aggression by an intimate partner in their lifetimes. And sadly, 17% of black women and 14% of black men have experienced intimate partner sexual violence other than rape in their lifetimes. And you already know who we finna call Scholars have documented that the disenfranchisement of black Americans, combined with the lack of access to healthy outlets to express their frustration, drastically increases the propensity for either partner to project their frustrations in an unhealthy way. And as many of us can attest, most of the time it comes up at home, behind closed doors where can't nobody else see it. Mm. There was no way Mia. Mm. I love her so much. I love Lene for addressing that. The, the downside of black love because we always see it hashtagged on Instagram when it's all perfect and roses and, and when, I, when I think of that hashtag black love I think of that couple that just got married and they're smoking weed and it's just looking like you know what I'm talking about mm -mm. I'll have to show it to you but they're like smoking weed and they're like blowing it in each other's faces while they're in their um, tuxedo and she's in her white dress it's just a beautiful ass thing you're like man this is the epitome of black love black love is excellence it's better than the Cosby show it's real life <clears throat> Black love also is very fucking toxic at times. Yeah, it can be. And um, we, I, I guess we don't hashtag it. We don't, we try to exclude it from that hashtag because we don't want the backlash, but we need to start addressing it. Like it's not healthy for this girl, Krishan. I, I don't even know. I just like be scrolling and I'll see on like the neighborhood or something. <laughs> um, recently, I guess they got into a fight and she had, he had pulled one of her braids out. She oh, had the box. No, he pulled a patch of hair out. She didn't handle braids. Oh, I, assumed it came she, off of a break nah she had <clears throat> took his phone and ran and he snatched her up by the back of her hair and yanked her hair out and got the phone back and then was on the internet recording it see if you want to ran off of my stuff like it's cute so i've i've kept up with them and the reason why <laughs> a She's from Maryland and you know my family's from Maryland so but um 
she used to be a track star. She was so beautiful. Not saying she's not still beautiful now, but like she was just that girl. Like if, if y'all go back and research who she was, I'm talking about she was a freaking athlete. Mm-hmm. Like she was busting ass. She was a she was busting ass. Like and then you can also research. She did. um. I don't really remember the name of the show, but it's one of those shows where you have to like do the little course and oh, run through. Yeah, yeah. So it was her and this Wonder Bread woman and they had to go back and forth with each other. And I think she had like a 30 <laughs> second start or something like that. When I tell you she beats this lady, like go back and watch, man, it's she the truth. And I feel like it's unfortunate because a lot of the things that Lene mm-hmm. said is so right. And everybody's like, why I, it's it's so unfortunate that a lot of people choose to blame the woman and it, it don't matter what the circumstance is if she was raped if she was beat on if she was whatever i always hear people say well what does she do what does she have on how does she trigger him mm-hmm. to make him whoop her at mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. t jakes and some other freaking white man that's a pastor just made a whole sermon that's circulating now around talking about women. This this was the white man. Y'all need to stop coming to church dressed like this. It's on spiritual word. And y'all need to make sure you, 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 you shouldn't be showing your legs. And if you have to keep scooting and pull your, your dress down or this, this, that, then it's too tight or it's too this or it's too that. Whole time I'm watching, I'm like, why you can spot those few women that have that on out of your whole congregation? <clears throat> Check yourself, pastor. It's it's giving that y'all lack self-discipline. It's giving the accountability. <laughs> That's a big word, Elmo. And and it's crazy. You know, I was sorry to interrupt you. I was go- so this is a, about love, this whole episode, the L word, um, in relationships. So I went on TikTok because that's my new thing. She takes over Instagram, I'll take over TikTok. So I gotta study TikTok. I'm um, hashtagging relationship goals, relationship advice. It's all men giving women advice on how to capture and keep a man. Basically, shut the fuck up, look cute, and don't come out too promiscuous, come off as too promiscuous, and you can keep him. Why can't why can't he communicate? There was a therapist who recently lost her job. She's on TikTok, and she um I saw that, but she was kind of wild though. With I her did see it on TikTok, but delivery, but, but it wasn't, but. Sorry, to go, she had said men, she was telling men they need to start communicating. So I was, and she had stitched another um, TikTok where the lady was getting on talking about how men are now uh, ages like the young to middle class. I'm so sorry, y'all. She just had a something. And I think, <laughs> I think her boo is trying to take her out. I think he y'all. is. Um, that's about the, the downside of black love. Um, <laughs> it's whatever you put in there. It was spicy and they had her coughing. But young people to middle-aged men are now complaining that they are lonelier than ever. And they are, I think 62% of men make up all the people that are on dating websites. So they're the ones that are out there looking for love, but they can't find it. When women outnumber men, which is the crazy part. So y'all the ones that can't keep women. And and the main reason women are saying that they're not staying with men is because they don't communicate and they're not holding themselves accountable. And all they're doing is pointing the finger. So for Lene, sorry to circle all this back, for Lene to bring that up, y'all always blame it on women and say, oh, she's just angry. She just is always lashing out. What are you doing? Uh, Hold on now, because you're saying that with the dating websites, women do outnumber men. However, I'm on some of these dating websites now, and I've seen a lot of married men. Absolutely. I've seen a lot. Hell, I had, we had an episode where I addressed one of the men that's in a whole relationship. 
This you? <laughs> yeah, that's you. Boot up with your girlfriend on Instagram. You told me you had no Instagram because that was your twin. I ain't forgot about you, nigga. I'm expose you. Don't forget. I still got the screenshots. <laughs> However, so I don't know if all statistics, and I, I, me personally, I'm okay with statistics, but I'm not all the way 100 with statistics because they're not always correct. So when it comes to the dating sites, I'm like, mm, eh. there's a lot of married men on there. And it's a lot of men that, why again, why don't y'all love y'all wives? Why don't you? It's not that you don't love them because I get it. But I also feel like there's a lot of men that propose to women that were like, damn, here. Hmm. No, for real. <laughs> Me for and real. Sam just talked about that on Twitter the other day. And I said, man, I hope I don't never have a nigga that's like, damn, here. Hmm. Don't hear me a wedding ring. I was perfectly fine being single. I will shove that Listen. wedding ring down your damn throat. Listen, but you know, some women, when they finally get it, they're like, yes, I got it. Just so they can mark off that checkbox. They can prove to their mother. The women. Mm, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. They prove to their mom and their family that they got a, a man. Say, to their friends, like, oh, I'm married and I got this going on. The whole time be miserable as F at home. Mm-hmm. But that leads me into my next thing. I had I mentioned this a long time ago because our friend had posted it on her Instagram. Um, it was this quote, um, love is a type of generational wealth we don't pursue enough. We keep trying to own more, make more, travel more, but we need to love more and better be better than our parents and their parents. So do you think that people are truly in love and happy at home no. if they're out here? Oh. Can I just <laughs> No. Well that's Okay, the, I'm sorry. If they can what if they're out here just, <laughs> hey, can I get the ring? Like the, the idea is to make more money and be flashy and show that you have luxurious love, but like is it real? Is it is it authentic? I think that as people, we have a need to want to be with somebody like mm-hmm. we crave that mm-hmm. it's natural but yeah but at the same time I also think that sometimes it's forced you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. like women get to a certain age where yes the clock is ticking um society tells us that by this age, you should do this. By this age, you should do that. You should have kids, especially the the the, the risk of having a baby by a certain age mm-hmm. is not the greatest. You know, by age 35, they call you geriatric. Well, so there's that. So by 35, <laughs> a lot of women are like, oh, my God, like are starting to feel less than or whatever. And let's not make it seem like men don't feel that either. Me and my homeboy had a very transparent moment with each other where he was like, man, Toya. I'm getting kind of bored, dog. Like, I'm bored with going out. I I want to be married. I'm seeing a lot of men say that I want this and I want that. However, I don't think that maybe people are getting into these situations for the same reason. I think women are getting into it for that, to say I got it. Mm-hmm. And men are trying to get into it to find that perfect person. I'm seeing more people say, more men, damn, how do I know when I found the one? Or how do I, like, we crave it. But they crave refuse it. to do the work to, to, to do it, though. <clears throat> What's the work? Because go if, to therapy and no, understand. But, I mean, okay, but beyond therapy, what I'm gonna say is you can go. To, you can go to therapy. You can get all the quotes and and make it and listen all you want. But even if I'm sitting in therapy and I'm hearing everything and I'm not applying the work, it don't mean shit. Exactly. So, That's what you just said. What I said. They're not applying it. They're not doing the work. 
But what is the work is the what work, I'm saying. Everybody has their own set of work. Like when you go to therapy, she's like, okay, Toya, you need to work on being on time. And then you like, all right. And then you still show okay, up. Okay, so, what, so what, what I'm saying, okay, what you're saying is do the work for you, which you should always do. Well, well, no, that's just an example. But, of, do the, but meaning what I'm saying is do the work to get the other person. Well, that's what I'm saying. She, What's she the might, work? But the work, they would tell you like, okay, you've noticed this pattern in all your relationships. Hmm. You're not showing up to these dates on time. People think that you're just fucking playing with their time and that's why they don't respect you. Not you. This is an example. Right, 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 right. But they tell you like, they, they listen to all your complaints. Like my biggest complaint in every relationship I've had except for this one right now, I'm too nonchalant and I act like I don't care. I act like a nigga. That was my biggest complaint because I was raised by my dad and he was like stop showing your emotions niggas want to see that men want to see that their women care so I was like okay now I have to oh, I miss you and it, it was hard at, it was listen it was hard y'all I was like trying hey, to find what's tear. your favorite color <laughs> <laughs> I remember this time this nigga was like I miss you and I put the lol I didn't miss him <laughs> That even look, the one corn said, "Damn!" But it was I was very honest, and I had to learn. Like sometimes you just gotta, you know, be a little bit more feminine. I, and I'm working; I'm still still at work, but like I'm doing the work to get there. And I, if have I gotten there? Fuck no! Like but I'm I, a mess. I think you've spoke on in the past too, and I, I will say this, and I can't speak for every woman. However, I am starting to see a lot of people say. Talk about femininity. Talk about resting in your femininity. Mm-hmm. And I believe that because I think I sent you this post on Instagram where the woman was kind of saying like, if I didn't have to show up so hard or you send it to me mm-hmm. as a woman to provide for myself and provide for my kid. Yes, we're supposed to do that because we're adults. So don't come on here bashing me. Then the man wouldn't have to look at me and say, oh, she's too masculine or she has it. What can what can I even bring to the table or whatever? Because she already has everything. Mm-hmm. Well, how about you provide me that safe space? And I'm not saying provide me money. I'm not saying, but you know, they that, don't know what that means. They that come to the table it. talk mm-hmm. is really mm-hmm. different when you look at it different and stop always trying to monetize things. Come to the table with making me feel secure that. You know what, Toya? I got it under control. And when somebody really has it under control, it, you can it's a feeling. And even if it's not, you don't have to have it all under control, but I'm trying and we're going to figure this out. Give right. me that reassurance that, you know what? If we hit rock bottom, well, we, I'm going to do everything. I'm going to sell my my stereo so on that PlayStation. before the PlayStation before we hit rock bottom so right. that you know that like well, we've exhausted every resource. And that's what they don't understand. And, and as you're doing that, then as the woman, I can rest in my femininity and make you feel okay or make you feel like you know what baby when you come home this is your safe place Mm -hmm. not you coming home and saying well damn nigga what we gonna do how we gonna do how we gonna get this how we gonna do that and a lot of women sometimes it's not nagging but you're not showing me anything to make me have to not question you exactly i'm not asking (laughs) questions because i'm doubting who you are as a man or what you bring to the table. I'm asking questions because you're not showing me anything Mm -hmm. that you have it okay. And I Mm -hmm. do get that sometimes people, especially men, have to sit back and not talk and think about things and be in their own space and all that. I get that. But in the midst of that, Mm -hmm. how are you making me feel communication? Okay. (laughs) I'm sitting here like this, like, damn, I seen the pink slip. Hey, hey, baby. I know we ain't dumb here. Here's the mail, pink slip on top. Like, and you say, oh, all right. Four days later. And you just sat, in your, sat your ass in the room. And I ain't seen it. nothing or I haven't uh-huh. seen a shift in mm-hmm. anything that you're mm-hmm. doing. 
get your ass up and go get to work. And that again, but again, that's not even to get away from the monetary yeah, stuff. Because yeah. like we did take this about you know money and stuff. Like even I, now that I'm I've entered the mommy world, I've talked to, I've talked to a lot of people who have kids, and they're like, yeah, they went through postpartum depression alone, or their partner was right there, the dad was right there, and he just didn't understand. Y'all not taking the time out to understand communicate. What's your partner? You just think that she's tripping right now. You think that oh man, this, this baby came. And she changed. Yes, she changed. But what else is going on? Like you need to try to figure out what it is so y'all can stop art y'all need to communicate like in that of a lot of women I, I heard like they'll they you give them the opportunity to talk they will talk about how they were depressed they want to just quit run away die and all this stuff and it's like damn like their partner really wasn't there when they need they probably just needed somebody to listen to them bitch about the milk or whatever the fuck it was but you didn't take that time to do the work to understand your partner and you left the situation and now you're telling everybody your baby mom crazy like that y'all not doing the work when i say investing the way you invest in those apps the way you invest in football the way you invest in basketball to understand who coached it what and who's the best player and who's gonna be the next round draft round pick you need to invest in a woman so that you guys can stop walking around oh i'm so lonely and these bitches don't want nothing like you're not showing them anything different that the last man didn't show them. You know what I will say, too, when it comes to dating, because, hell, I'm single, so I'm still in the dating world. Um, I had to end up telling this guy on a date, bro, you really don't be talking about shit. <laughs> and he looked at me like, and I'm like, you don't. And I'm like, I don't mean to hurt your feelings, but <laughs> you said it with that straight face. <laughs> you don't be talking about shit. I was like, so when I don't respond to your text messages or you call and I don't want to answer us because I already know how the conversation's going to go. Mm-hmm. And not saying you don't have great conversation. It's cool. I can shoot the shit with you all day long. Mm-hmm. We had sat on the phone one time for like two hours, but we weren't talking about nothing. Mm. It was just talking Mm. Mm. music and this and this and that. That stuff is great, Mm. but that stuff does not build a foundation. Right. So and by a solid foundation, why are you like this? Why didn't your last relationship work out? Why have you ever viewed a successful relationship? What do you think a successful relationship is? What's your goals? Where do you see yourself from now in 10 years? Where do you did it? Those are the conversations that are not being had because you want to know what the fuck my favorite color is. We're not 12 anymore. <laughs> and even if I told you, nigga, you not going to remember anyway. You're not going to buy me purple flowers because <laughs> y'all niggas don't buy flowers. Or you just, it, it's just to pass time. And like the L word, if we're all trying to like, are you dating somebody you actually like? Like, are you guys out here dating intentionally? Like, what are we doing? But, you know, then that brings us into our next thing, which we'll have a, a clip for it. But if we're still trying to figure this out at this age, our parents are trying to figure it out at this age. Absolutely. Their parents, I guess they were just together because everybody got married back then, but they didn't care if they was in love. They just did this shit. Now we're not, you, you said, have you seen what a healthy relationship looks like? Growing up, Absolutely not. I'm a military brat. I think I know one couple. It was the Rodriguez family. They were from Florida. No, it was a black woman and a Panamanian man. They were both black, but they were together and they had three kids and they were in love and it was beautiful and they're still together to this day. Other than that, I have not seen a healthy... And even still, that was from the outside looking in. Really, Yeah, true. But I, I have not seen in my house, in my family, in... 
everybody in my house is divorced. My mom is with has been with her husband for 20 something years. Well, I say it was healthy. Ugh, it was shit. But not no shade of my mama. It's just like she did better than her parents. And I, I so I so me navigating through this love thing by myself is like, wow, my partner grew up in a two parent household. I grew up in a one parent household. So I'm like, all right, when things get rough, I'm like, all right, nigga, I'll holler at you. And he's just like, no, we need to talk about it. Or like work and so it's it's a it's it's a growing thing for me. Oh, that does make sense. Like the whole because I was gonna say I don't think a two parent household really, really is more of a positive than it is a negative because sometimes you do see those two parent households and they're like, we're just making it work for the kids. Mm -hmm. But however, at least y'all still stuck something out and y'all tried to put forth the effort. But how you just said it shifts the perspective because he's like, you're I'm done. And he's like, nah, let's just sit here and think about it. Mm -hmm. Let's work on it because Mm -hmm. he's seen that. Mm -hmm. He's seen him and his mom probably have disputes and arguments or whatever. But at the end of the day, they didn't go nowhere. And that's so, yeah, there was this thing I read. It was like, you need to teach your kids how to have healthy disagreements, mm. healthy arguments, not the fuck you bitch. Not the Christian so. blue face. I don't agree with you. All right. I'm going to go take this time out to myself. I'm not going to call you out your name. I'm not going to throw no shit at you. I'm not going to change the locks on you. And it's 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 a learning thing for a lot of us. I don't, I can't speak on behalf of the entire black community, but I can speak on the entire uh, my clan, my family and the military people. It's very um it's something that I'm not familiar with. And it sounds foreign to just sit down and be cordial with one another, even when you're disagreeing. I can say in our relationship, we have a healthy dis- mm-hmm. method of disagreements. But like, I'm just learning that, whereas usually I would cut it off. Um, so, yeah, it's like we got to start showing. Have Have you seen it? I know me personally. Do I want to do better? Yes, I'm doing the work so that my child sees a healthier way of managing disagreements and relationships. You don't have to end everything. You could just say, you know, what, I don't agree and figure out a way to come to a conclusion. And I would say not fuck with the person, but that's not the healthy. (laughs) That's not healthy, (laughs) y'all. You know what I just said the other day that I noticed within myself I have detachment and I'm going to call them detachment issues because I can literally stop fucking with somebody and not give a damn. And a lot of people say that and I'm not saying it to sound toxic. I'm saying it because I think we're going to talk about abandonment a little later, but I always felt like if the one or two people in my life that I thought were supposed to stick around and be around forever abandoned me. Mm-hmm. It's nothing for me to abandon Facts. anybody else. My mom, Facts. you abandoned me at fucking 14. Facts. The person that birthed me, mm-hmm. if I feel like that about my mom and she felt like that about me, I know I've had unhealthy relationships because of that. That's your first if relationship. the one <laughs> man that I have a kid with, I felt like we had not the healthiest of disagreements. I mean, uh, uh, yeah, of disagreements. And he left me. Well, I left him, but you didn't try to make it work after that. And I did. I still had hope. It's nothing for me to stop talking to anybody else anymore because that's the one person that I still, at the end of the day, have to deal with 18 years plus. And you would rather invest more relationship, uh, more into a relationship with somebody else versus the women that you had kids with. Mm-hmm. It's nothing for me to not want to talk to anybody else again. And I know that's unhealthy. And that, and, that, and that's not because I'm stuck on him or any of that. It's just still something that's in my mind. Like, 
So can I take that? You asked earlier, how can the man do the work? You're doing the work now, knowing what your mom did, Mm -hmm. knowing what your kid's dad did. You're doing the work so that Jojo doesn't have to go through that. Right. That's what I'm talking about. When men don't, they're talking about, oh, how do I do the work? Identify what it is that you don't want to see anymore and actively get to working so that you can prevent that. Shadow work, y'all. Sometimes you really have to step outside of yourself. It's hard fucking work. And see it. It's uncomfortable. I don't, look, I'm already about to tear up. I'm just like. like, It's something that we have to go through and you have to learn to be vulnerable because when you've been, my mom uh, and my dad didn't get along. So my mom ended up, and I thought she left me for the longest time she didn't she left my dad i thought my daddy left me for a long time until <laughs> i realized my mom's fucking crazy exactly and i was like good job nigga you should have left her crazy ass now i get it but it took a long time for me to understand that right and so it's so for me it's always been like i'm not getting to a point where you gonna leave me and I, and mm. and i notice in this i can say it in this one because we're still together i got drunk in the beginning of our relationship and i started crying i was like don't leave me everybody leaves me and i don't imagine i can't imagine saying that but I've always thought it and so like he'll joke about it now but I'm like damn I have issues I have abandonment issues I do too and so to to, <laughs> able, to be able to fall in love with someone you have to do the work to be vulnerable and and it looks crazy because you it if I could draw this out like a child it's a bunch of scribbles and in in strings and shit and now I'm trying to this yellow one goes over here the red one goes over here and then he's looking at it like what the fuck kind of mess did I walk into and it's again, let me go ahead and play this video. We kind of went a little far, but the lady was talking about um, how she had to show her. She had to start loving for her kids so that they could do better. Sorry, let me. I had to go. Ooh, back. We, you know, oh. all right. Let's play. We always talk about money, hustling, grinding, leaving material things. But what about the love legacy? Are we leaving the kids a love blueprint? Mm. So we have so many people that are afraid of love, but I'm doing this for my kids. Well, why don't you fall in love for your kids? Mm. So that they can see what a healthy relationship looks like. So that's the area. The reason why I am so adamant about this is because that's where I failed. Mm. With the kids, after I went through my divorce and everything, I shut everything down. So they didn't get to see a man loving on their mother properly. And so they didn't get to see their mom loving on a man properly because I went into that. Nope, it's just me and my three, you know, and then I start watching as they start to grow and how they chose mates and how they start to move in the area of relationships. And it wasn't wise. And it was because they didn't see it. So we can tell them anything. But are we showing them? Are we having enough courage to say, if I have enough courage to say I do everything for my kids and I put my kids first, what about the love part? Yeah. You know what? When I when I watched that video, my first thought was because as a parent, my baby, I have a girl. So let's start there. I'm a woman with a daughter. And no shade to her daddy or anything like that. But if I myself have met maybe 11 women that he's dated over the years or seen or heard of or whatever, I can only imagine what my daughter thinks and imagine because I don't know what she thinks, Mm -hmm. but I wanted to set the standard for her when it comes to dating. So being that me and her daddy are not together, I didn't want her to think 
damn, I didn't see my mama with Tim eight nine, or I didn't met. Hey, are you my uncle? Like, you know how you see on the movies and stuff? Are you my daddy? Like, I never wanted my baby to be like that. <laughs> so where she's saying, yeah, it's just me and my three or it's just me and my baby. And I'm gonna do everything I have to do. for. I am. I'm, I'm going to, as a woman, like I said, again, overextend or over whatever myself for my daughter to make sure at the end of the day, she knows, man, my mommy had it. You know what I'm saying? Oh, she knows I'd be crying too. My baby didn't see me cry. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to meeting a man, if I don't know if it's for real, I still, and my baby's almost 11, don't know what's too soon to introduce her to a man. Mm -hmm. But then at the, at the other side of that was too late because if you don't treat my baby right, nigga, you gone. Yeah. You're not my husband. Yeah. So if I get married, that's different. Mm -hmm. And if me and my husband have a disagreement with the kid or whatever, yes, now the hierarchy kind of changes. And I'm not going to say like my baby comes second, but yes, in a marriage, you and that man have to make things work because now we're a unit, we're a bond, we're whatever for the, for the kids. Mm -hmm. So even I'm not married right now. So I still be very weary of, and it's, we're, we're in such crazy times. It's the year is 2022. I mean, a person will show up with their representative for a long time Absolutely. and I will date that representative for a long time. And <clears throat> again, people will always be like, it's your fault. You should have seen the red flags. Some people do a very, 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 very good job of hiding those red flags. You can do all the research you want. I can look on the FBI wanted list. I can look up his social. I can look up this. I can look up that. And still until two years later, once we get married, then now he shows, oh, nigga, you a little abusive. Or, you never hit me or made signs or whatever. You know, like uh -huh. how I'm supposed to know that. Yo, uncle twice removed is a pervert and this is my first time meeting him and now he's at the family cookout asking my baby, oh, there's some nice looking jeans you got on or whatever. Like, what? Like, I didn't know being a pervert runs in your family or yeah. whatever. Like, it's, so, it's, it's just too many layers to that, I think, from what she was talking about. Me listening to that in this situation, it's like, I get it. I, I want to fall in love and I want to get married to show my baby what a healthy relationship looked like. And I feel like now I've done the shadow work. I'm, I'm introspective as hell. I'm like, whoo, I know when I'm wrong. I know when I'm right. But I'm also still scared too. So. Hell, I'm scared too. Like, I, and I, I don't think, because you <laughs> love love. Mm -hmm. So I don't think that was for someone like, like you. I think it's for somebody who operates in fear of, mm. I'm not falling in love because I ain't got time to get my heart broke because I'm, I'm on my, my grown woman shit. That's yeah. me. I'm like, you know what? Hey, if this shit don't work out, I'm good. Like, and it, it's, I shouldn't think like that because I got somebody else watching mm -hmm. who's going to be like, you Especially know. Especially a little girl. I think it's just so different yeah. raising a little girl than it is. It is. It, it is. It, 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 it's, it's, it, and I can only, I was raised by my dad. So he, he kind of raised me to be a, he tried to raise me to be a pick Misha. Mm. oddly because he was coming from his yeah so he's like oh I got this little girl I'm gonna teach her how to you know make sure she mm. knows how to clean and dress and make sure a man wants to be kept I remember everything I, I was raised by my grandma though she had that same mentality uh, and, she was a housewife yeah see and my, and my dad tried to raise me to be like that but at the same time make sure you got your own so you don't need nobody so I was like I'd rather not need nobody than have to make sure I'm perfect because every time I got in trouble it's like ain't no man gonna wanna deal with that and I was like Shit, I don't wow. want to deal with no man. 
man, like, I love my dad, but, like, he raised me in a way to where it's, like, being in a relationship seemed like fucking prison. Like, I, I don't want to deal with it. Oof. And so he didn't show me how to <clears throat> love properly. Like, he showed me that love was work and it was a job that, hey, you know, once you sign up for this year, and I'm like, shit, I don't want that job. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> I respectfully decline. <laughs> I will sit on unemployment, okay? I'm okay. <laughs> you know what? What's crazy is... Every person, and I'm going to say, and this is a very high ratio, eight out of 10 people that I talk to that are married uh-huh. or have been married once say, I will never get married again. And this is coming from women and men. I see it. And not saying that they didn't change their mind years down the line, but it just makes me think like, well, damn, do I want that? Like, do I really, really? And I'm. I struggle with that so much at 33. My mind changes all the time. Like, do I really want to get married? Like, I mean, I have an aunt and her and her dude, they live together and it works for them. Like, not everybody is legally married on paper. Mm -hmm. Like, and it works for them. And I think that's okay. If we think about the institution of marriage, it's a religious thing. You're not very religious. It's a thing for tax purposes. Why... yeah. Like what what's is the, the benefits? What is what's the point really the of benefits? signing on? Like unless y'all are making a fuck ton of money, you get tax write-offs on it. I don't see the benefit of being legally bound to somebody other than when they die and you want to be written off as their spouse. Other than that, like even still, I'm like, nigga, just put me in your will or you know what I'm saying? You can do that. You yeah. can sign up as a domestic partner, like in yeah. the state of Texas, if you live together seven years or so. You seven automatically months, yeah. married by common law. So mm-hmm. I think it's more so to say that it's happened and and it goes back to the Oh, I got this fancy ring. I got a man before the age of 30 and we had this wedding. Are they happy? I don't know. But it's, it's it's a thing to check off on the list. I don't see the problem with being in a long term committed relationship. Like and people are like, oh, Oprah going to hell. Oprah seems pretty fucking happy. Like from what we've seen. So, I mean, I don't know what Oprah's living like, but her and Stedman, they still going through whatever motion they've been going through since I've been alive. So, I mean, I don't see I don't see the issue with that. Now, don't come at me. I was finna say, because, you know, people will spin it and be like, these hoes ain't shit. It's not about that. I think everything should still always be perspective related. We sat here and poured our hearts out for 36 minutes and about, you both, know, this is both like I'm in a committed relationship. I love my man. I love him so much. I'm just saying like I to from okay, let me speak on this for me to be with him is because he showed me and I told him I didn't want to be in a relationship when I met him. Mm-hmm. He he showed me like life is good with him. Like I'm like okay, with this person I'm okay. Had he not come into my life, I would have still been okay. Like it, it just is like if if he wants to get married, I'm like okay, babe, let's do it. But I'm not like we have to get married or this is going to end in <clears throat> 2.5 years because what again, what does that piece of paper do if you're not really religious and you don't get the tax benefits of that. Before we kind of start running out of time, I wanted to play that other clip that you put here. Oh yeah, please. please, I'll play it. Okay, so this one is about self-sabotaging and I know this is me and I heard it and I was like (laughs) it was me. That is me. 
What do you still self-sabotage with? Romantic relationships. When someone is trying to get close to me, I will immediately start to feel suffocated. Like I need to find something wrong with you so that you don't get too close. Even if I want you to get close, part of me doesn't want to be vulnerable because vulnerability means being exposed. It's a feeling of, if you really get to know me, you might abandon me. There is still those sort of traces from childhood that have that voice that say if I really let you in and you actually get to know me you might abandon me so what I need to do I need to find a way to get in there first and abandon you before you abandon me damn I got issues <laughs> me too I heard and I was like sounds about right to me shit you go girl <laughs> you ain't gonna want to me nigga <laughs> <laughs> but then I'm like, ooh, is this healthy? Like, I do self-sabotage. And Delisha, if y'all know, she's been on here before. <laughs> Delisha is my friend that pulls me to bay. When I be, when I'll say, oh, yeah, girl, this is, and I'll be so happy. Uh-huh. And she'll be like, okay, now what's wrong with him? Well, he do kind of got like a little cockeye. Like, I will find something wrong with you. And I'm like, why do I do that? And I'm not perfect. So, but I've, I've came a long way though. Cause she know ooh, we, I done came a long, 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 long way. No, 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 long, no, no, long, no, long, no way. Long way from doing that. <laughs> but I can still find traces of it in my DNA when I'm uh, dating still. And I'm like, fuck. And when I, but now I catch myself and when I see it start to happen, I'll pull away from the dude. Not in an ugly way, but just to kind of like, okay, like I am starting to feel something. Like it, it does kind of scare me. Somebody texted me the other day and was like, um, uh, why did you want to go on a date with me? I don't know. It was something. I was just like, nigga, I don't know. Like that's what I wanted to say. I Damn. Be doing shit. Not even. Because <laughs> I just be doing shit. Damn. Cletus. But <laughs> I really was just like, I didn't respond. And I was like, that was the best thing for me to do. And also kind of pull back and that person luckily kind of disregarded it and went into another conversation I was like thanks because it was just it was uncomfortable I didn't want to talk about it I don't know I don't know response we talked about that if if buddy you still watching and then you go oh okay (laughs) she was saving you and she was saving herself from having to put that energy out there because it's like when you answer it then you're putting negative energy out there and it's like eh yeah I'd rather just not. Let's, let's but I, I, I really do self-sabotage a lot. And that shit is kind of sad. Like, I got to get it together. So, but hey, that, guys, I think that if comes- you want to date me, I got a lot of issues. This is what we're talking about now. It's, we're unpacking our whole bag. This is what we're here for. Let's all talk through it together. Kumbaya, guys. So we gonna, I know it's like 440. I said I said I wanted to have a little bit longer episode because this is a very a action-packed lot. thing. But I think it's needed because uh, it's cuffing season. TED Talk. Oh. Yeah. This is, you know, if I wasn't breastfeeding, I'd be doing this. <laughs> you gonna zoom in on me real quick? Can you see my shirt? It's Ted with a, with a bomb. <laughs> but we don't want the baby to be high, so. Yeah. CPS has entered the chat. <laughs> but no, um, it's cuffing season. And so at this age, they, I, I saw something. Y'all still trying to do cuffing season at the age of 35. We're not 35, but you know. Do you switch the game up and like you, you switch your, your strategy? Like I'm actually looking for love actually, or you say, I'm not looking for love this year. I'm just trying to have companionship or you say, you know, what, fuck it. We ball. We have a hot girl winner. 
Aha, girl winner. I think that um, once you like, if you're listening to this episode and a lot of the things that we're talking about and we're saying we're doing the work Mm -hmm. to make ourselves a better person so that if that person comes along, I'm showing up as my best self, then, yeah, I am looking for love. Mm. And I can say that when I I'm I am actively looking for a person that I can get married to. Does that mean that I'm being a pygmisha? No. Does no. that mean that I'm telling every man I meet on the first date, hey, I want to get married. What's your intentions? Oh, that ain't no, toy, y'all. That's at not, all. That's not toy. <laughs> but that also means that in a I'm not opposed to it. Mm-hmm. Before I was, I was like, if a nigga ever talked about being married, I was like, in our twenties, yes, yeah, same thing with kids. Woo. I'm not trying to get pregnant. At 25? Um, yeah, because sometimes kids bring bad vibes. 18 years? What? Shit. Who wants to deal with that? I can't just leave you. <laughs> and I can't... Y'all gonna look at me bad if I'm in a club and a baby at the babysitter house all the time. Like, But neither here nor... That's neither here nor there. I'm saying, like, it's okay at a certain age to not want it and then to turn on and say, now I want it. Because niggas do it all the time. Women are supposed to be looking for love from the age of fucking 15 to, to whenever. Men are told, nah, go out and sow your, sow your royal... Oats, that girl gonna be here. Establish to your career, do this and do that. Right. Yeah. When, we're literally a lot of us are. I don't want to say we're we're yeah are, we're. Uh, what's the word I'm trying to think of? Like um, groomed. Yeah. Into being a wife. Mm-hmm. And a lot of men are like you said, go out there and do you, man. And then they assume that without grooming your boy, how to be a husband, a father, a healthy one. They assume that, oh, he's a man. He'll, he'll, he'll be all right. As long as you're a provider. That doesn't count. And come home because he knows where home basic is. basic life skills. In this economy, everybody has to be a provider. You need Very to know true. how to, when your kid is crying, don't tell him, hey, man up. No. Talk he's to the two weeks old. The fuck? No, that as as somebody with a newborn, hey, let her self suit. She's fucking three days. What do you mean? Self suit. She still got coochie on her breath. Like, are you, y'all? Don't make sense. I'm sorry. <laughs> as you can see, we're going through postpartum stuff right now. <laughs> postpartum parenting right now. Um. <sighs> so I know you had said something about dating fatigue. Sometimes that shit can be exhausting. I'm a very big energy driven person and I know that. And I think a lot of people know that. And I have good energy. I mean, shit. And I think that when people do have good energy and everybody thinks they're a fucking vibe, you know, sometimes there's bad vibes. So yeah, everybody is a vibe. Sometimes you're a bad vibe. <laughs> um, but when you do have good energy and you do have the positive vibes and you're always, you know, manifesting things or whatever the situation is, you do gravitate. You know, you pull people in. Mm-hmm. And I know that, and that's why we said sometimes. I mean, I just be doing shit, you know. I think there's a screenshot we'll show a little later about it, <laughs> um, where it says something like, "Have you ever just been on a date and be like, man, I just be doing shit?" Facts. I had a homeboy sit me down. He was like, "Why you?" He said, "Why you giving yourself to all these niggas?" I was like, "Cause a bitch be hungry and I be bored." He was like, "Stop doing that." I was like, "I don't like these niggas for real like that." He was like, "Stop giving everybody your energy." And when I say be with, I'm not fucking them. I'm literally like, "Oh, I got a date at three o'clock. I got a date at seven o'clock. So I'm gonna go home and change real quick and then run." 
dating fatigue. I look, listen, city. This is Houston. Like it's easy to go on fifteen dates in one weekend with fifteen different niggas. It is so easy. And I will say that dating is not a broke nigga sport. It is not. So. And let me tell you something. It is not a broke bitch sport either because I gotta have the edges laid. Gotta make sure my eyebrows are laid. Gotta make sure my toes. Are done. I ain't coming with none of that shit, man. I'm but. just letting you know right now. <laughs> No, I'm not. I went on date and got my toes done. I was like, this is nice. Can you do these two? And but, however, it was a nice date. I will say that. I came unprepared and he prepared me. Then I like that. Um, but however, dating fatigue is real. And the reason why I say it's real is because now at like again. Oh my God. No. Depends. Okay. I'm like, it depends. Wait a minute. Toy used to go on so many dates and then she would bring that like we'd be linking up and the nigga would just come along and I'm like I'd be tired of seeing these niggas I was tired of dating Toy's dating life <laughs> my homeboy pulled me to the side one time and was like hey say bruh I'm just about to say say bruh please stop introducing me to these niggas because now when I'm out and you're not with them they think I'm their friend and I was like y'all my bad we would be at the club and Toy would be like he fit a, we just love a date he fit a cup I'm like damn another one and <laughs> it, other you would know be at it the club. really it sucks because I'm such a nice person and I don't know how to say no Toy so will walk off and leave a nigga there and I'm like well I guess we're done <laughs> I used to hate when Toy was on a dating spree <laughs> cause I was on this sad dating spree as well <laughs> and I was just trying to see my friends I was fatigued. I have grown. Growth. Growth. Okay, that was that. Remember, remember the, the thing with the sparkles? Growth. We're gonna need sparkles again, John. <laughs> Growth. Ah. Um, but now I'm dating intentionally. So do I still like to go on dates? Yes. I gotta know I still got it. But you gotta keep shit sharp around this motherfucker. You, you know what I'm saying? And check. A lot sometimes what what I will say about dating, um sometimes you need a reminder of what you don't want. Oh. Sometimes when people talk about spinning the block. Mm. Have you ever like not seen somebody in so long or dated somebody in so long or talked to them in so yes. long and, and then you you yes. catch up and you're like oh my god I miss why haven't person. we talked in so long Bingo, this is why and then they do the shit and you like aha there it is I remember Hello, it, down, no girl, it no, reminds no. you of like what you don't want so sometimes I will go on a date and I'm like you're not gonna open my door <sighs> nah this is not what I, or it reminds you too like you know what that was a good person and I fucked up and I, I can now I can say that I have had maybe a good two men in my life and I'm like damn I fucked up and I know I fucked up because I self-sabotage so I know exact I can pinpoint you know people are like damn you unfollow me what was the reason oh I know exactly when where why and how you unfollowed me I, I am a button pusher sometimes and I do that because <laughs> I feel suffocated and I need or I need to shake shit up. It's boring around this motherfucker. Let me. I, I'm sorry. I used to be that way. I'm not that way anymore. <laughs> I'm that way. I'd be like, babe, we need some space. Just go outside. I'm going to go across the country real quick and I'll be back. Like, yeah, but that's just me, though, because like I I don't know. I I didn't like my siblings growing. I love them, but I didn't like living with them. But it's individuality. Yeah. I think a lot of times people get lost in their relationship. Mm, absolutely. You forget who you are. You forget. Or, and now you starting to use slang that that nigga use like, girl, Let me tell you stand up. 
Stand up. <laughs> Being pregnant and staying inside, like I was doing it to, you know, for health purposes. But I'm like, damn, like. I bet bitches really think that I became you. Like, I, I I just got caught up in you and it wasn't intentional. I was really doing it for health purposes and trying to save because kids COVID and COVID and it was a lot going on while you right. were pregnant. But now it's like, okay, I'm ready to get back outside. Like, I feel like we've been shackled. We are one. And although we are still one, I need to separate real quick and we come back together later. But it's, uh, when I say separate, I mean, I need to go outside. But like, it's, yeah, you don't get lost in that shit. It can happen so quickly. You're doing stuff like, oh, we don't like this. I, I noticed my vocabulary changed. Instead of saying, thanks for getting me this. Thanks for getting us this. Oh yeah, we like that. Da, da, da. And I'm like, what is Taylor like? Taylor don't like that shit. Does she really like it? Mm. Like, you get so caught up in the shit right now. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Love my man. I'm just saying, like, these are things I've noticed. I'm changing, which you should in a relationship. Yeah. If if you're elevating, for sure. Absolutely. I just um, there was a there was an old <laughs> couple and I gotta research and find it, but they were on a talk show, and I want to say maybe it was Ellen. And she asked, What is the how how did you guys stay together for so long? Like, what give us the advice? Like, what's the secret? The one that lied. I don't know. Uh, but basically they said the secret to staying together is keep your individuality. Don't always do mm-hmm. things together because if you do things together all the time, what do y'all have to talk about? I was Back. there. Back. You know what I'm saying? Back. You go to work or you go play. Don't lose your friends. Mm-hmm. Don't get wrapped up in the relationship mm-hmm. because then what the, what do y'all have to talk about? Then that's when the arguments begin. That's mm-hmm. when the nagging begins. Like You go with your boys, you go with your girls, mm-hmm. come back, you ain't never gonna believe what so and so did. You know what I'm saying? Oh, what's tea? You know how niggas, right. niggas love tea. They do. <laughs> niggas love tea. Um, but and and ever since I heard that, I've I've always said as a mom, I'm not gonna lose myself. And in a relationship, I'm not gonna lose myself. People are not property. I say that all the time. I don't belong to anybody except myself. Hell, at this point, I got a social security number. I belong to the damn state. I'm I belong to America. I'm not playing with you. Playing <laughs> I don't belong to you, you, nigga. I belong to Uncle Sam. <laughs> Woo! But anywho, girl, you came with so many gems today, and I, I thank y'all for tuning in with us for fifty-two uh, minutes and going. Yeah, and I feel like this is a bomb ass episode. I did I'm too. Watch yeah. it a couple times. Me too. I'll be watching like, you <laughs> crying and shit. There was a moment where we both teared up. I yeah, I could see it, but like we we got back on track because we some real niggas. Um, I went like this <laughs> to gulp my tears in. <laughs> Anywho, do you have a whole tip? Oh yeah, motherfucker, I got a whole tip. <laughs> Hold on, cause nigga, some somebody's ignorant black ass son jumped on Beyonce's internet and commented under. So we have a we have a. a uh, uh, episode that's going to be talking about waiting to exhale with poor horsemen and this man wrote underneath our collab video and said Houston's number one podcast question mark not even close with respect poor horsemen and poor minds were in circles and zigzags around y'all so I'm reading it and I'm thinking to myself this is the problem when people talk about gatekeeping when people talk about supporting when people talk about all of these different things why is it that there is everybody has two ears everybody has the same 24 hours in a day you can listen to whatever the hell you want music podcasts you can read whatever books you want there is enough out here for everybody 
You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Why <laughs> is it that when we say we're Houston's number one female or woman podcast, we're manifesting that shit? And we, isn't poor minds in Atlanta? Poor and uh, getting back to what else I was saying. Poor horsemen. We love poor horsemen. We're under. We, we, we record in the same studio. Poor minds are two women that I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong. Are from Houston. Two black women at that. I subscribe to their channel. Mm-hmm. They may not know me, but I know them. Mm-hmm. I will never come out of my mouth and down talk another podcast, whether I like it or not, mm-hmm. because what you eat don't make me shit. So what the fuck? Like my whole tip is stay in your lane. If you don't like something, don't like it. Why did you take time out of your day to jump on a comment section to be negative with respect. I, I, what? I, and I took time out of my feeding schedule. I, I screenshotted and sent it to Taylor. And Taylor said, ha ha, be right back. <laughs> I said, oh shit. <laughs> Me and uh, Mr. Charles been conversing in them damn comments. But no, uh, to piggyback. And I didn't say that because it hurt my feelings. I said it because it's, it's just the truth. Like, damn, why we got to get, now we got to gatekeep podcasting. That, it, it, Where it, y'all record at? I can't tell you why. But it, it bothered me because, and it's not even just about podcasting. You could subscribe to us or not. Anybody know who like rocks with us knows our content is good and we're brand new. We ain't out here. I'm not going to, we don't, we don't, everything we got is organic. I'm just going to say that. And with us walking on that. No shoes on. No shoes and shit like no that. No lashes. We got to do the extra shit. Ass ain't showing. Like y'all genuinely are here for the content. But what I will say is that I hate, it's a pet peeve of mine. If I say I like blue apples and you come back and say, so you're saying oranges ain't I good. I don't like oranges. That had nothing to fucking do with oranges. Let me have my opinion. Okay. Like it has nothing. It was, there was nothing that said, hey, Charles. Take a break from your day and come tell us about oranges and how we fucking wrong for liking blue apples that don't even fucking exist. That's my whole tip. Stay in your motherfucking lane. And on that note, bye. bye.